Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Woodstock, Georgia, it's time for Cherokee Business Radio. Now, here's your host. Welcome to Cherokee Business Radio. Stone Payton here with you this morning. And today's episode is brought to you in part by Alma Coffee, sustainably grown, veteran-owned, and direct trade, which means, of course, from seed to cup, there are no middlemen. Please go check them out at myalmacoffee.com and go visit their roastery cafe at 3448 Holly Springs Parkway in Canton. As for Harry or the brains of the outfit, Leticia, and please tell them that Stone sent you. You guys are in for a real treat this morning. Please join me in welcoming to the broadcast with Community Burger in Canton, Chef Todd Hogan, good morning, sir. Good morning. How are you doing today? I am doing well. I mentioned it before we came on the air. I'll say it again on the air so that it's on the record. Great looking hat, man. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I tell you what, it, it was a it was a, a project that we truly enjoyed developing. Um, you know, the whole community burger uh, design was to be truly what it says: community based. We're a philanthropic. Uh, style restaurant where we want to actually give back to the communities in which we put our restaurants so it's a brand new brand and we're excited to hopefully grow this thing throughout the the southeast and we'll see how how we get there you know it's baby steps you know they say you eat an elephant one bite at a time and we're taking our first bite (laughs) all right well i love the brand i love the intent uh what did compel you and yours to to I, I'm, I was going to say jump off a cliff. That's probably a little radical, but it's a pretty big move to do something like this, right? Well, you know, I, I've been in the restaurant business now um, right at 39 years. Oh, my. Um, you don't look that old, man. Well, I started when I was really, really young. We'll, <laughs> we'll say that. Um, and my my best friend and I uh, started in the upscale casual uh, fine dining uh, segment of the restaurants when we were you know early teens. And, um, it's something we've, we've done together. Uh, we went down different paths. I stayed in the actual restaurant segment culinary. Uh, I've been an executive chef since my, my first job. I was 21 when I was wow. first executive chef role, but over the years he's, he's watched me, uh, you know, have struggles, uh, big hurdles. He's seen me have uh, successes and failures. Um, and through the process in my mind, I'm like, you know, I love fine dining. Uh, I love that upscale feel. But I feel like where we are currently in our in our world is that um, the demand for dining is doing nothing but increasing. The challenges we currently have with staffing was mm-hmm. where we kind of landed on this particular concept. Uh, and he and I decided that, you know, uh, number one, the top, well, the top three uh, food segments are burgers, tacos, and pizzas. <laughs> they are you know, for me. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it really is. I mean, when I think about my days off, you know, what, what what's dad right, going right. to make at home? I'm like, let's make a pizza or let's make tacos or let's do a burger. So I, I love the burger application because it's anything you can imagine between buns, right? So, uh, yeah. you know, so kind of coming back to how we landed on this is we thought we got staffing challenges. So this is what they consider a um, fast casual concept, mm-hmm. which is counter service. You walk up, you place your order, uh, you sit down, and then it's delivered to you. So it's a hybrid between full service and, and actual self-service. Mm-hmm. Um, and with that being said, I didn't want to lose some other unique pieces. And the cocktail program 
to me was also very important. So we're not just a burger and beer joint. We've got cocktails, beer, and wine all on tap. Oh, so it's my a little eyes different. just lit up. Y'all can't see in the studio, but he saw it. Yeah. <laughs> my eyes lit up no, when he said cocktail. Well, and the cocktails are going to be very unique and very custom. Uh, uh. We'll, we'll have some old school, you know, throwback favorites, but we're also going to have some creative, you yes. know, you know, mixologist style cocktails on tap. Uh, and we're also going to have adult milkshakes uh, and regular milkshakes for the kids. Uh, and we also have a, a small daiquiri program uh, that will just pair up. And I think it's a perfect pairing for the burgers, you know. Um, and it's not just traditional burgers. We'll have the traditional burgers with beef and all the, you know, unique, fun, chef-driven ingredients. Mm-hmm. We're also doing a non-traditional category that includes grouper, salmon, ahi tuna, oh. and chicken. Uh, and then we have an international burger category that's like, you know, a, a bratwurst burger with sauerkraut and butter case cheese, which is a German creamy cheese. Uh, you know, and we also have salads. So whenever... We were thinking about our target market. Uh, we were looking for that um, either stay-at-home mom or that uh, figure of the household that brought their kids out several times during the week to eat. And we mm-hmm. wanted to give them the options because not everybody wants a burger every day, a traditional burger. So having the non-traditional category and the salad category really opened up our target market. Um and I feel like it's going to be a home run for us by well, doing that. Sounds like a home run to me. So uh, how far out are we? We're, we're in mid-June, for those of you who kind of trip over this later in the season, but how far out are we now? So we're, I would have to say, I mean, truthfully, we're about 30 days behind. <laughs> you know, oh, I mean, isn't that I just mean, par for the course? It, it really is right now. I mean, it's, you know, challenges in the world about supply chain and, you know, and just sourcing certain things that we needed sure. for the project. Uh, so we're, we're probably looking uh, the first of July. I'm, I'm hesitant to give an actual date date. Yeah, I don't uh, we're, we're, we're crossing the finish line though. We're getting there. Um, and it's, uh, it's been a project because this, this is in uh, the Etowah Mill facility, which is an old 1800s cotton mill. It's like with Reformation and That's all that? That's exactly right. Oh, baby. So it's a great location. Yeah. But when you're dealing with older buildings, mm-hmm. some historic, some not historic, but probably should have been considered historic, yeah. you, know, you, have, uh, you have challenges. Uh, you know, just how the buildings were originally built. Uh, put in place and how do you get that infrastructure to support Um, but the feel of the project is amazing because when you pull in we're one of the first two independent buildings in the middle of the project so you can't help Mm -hmm. but see us like we're one of the first things you see when you pull in Um, and we're we we kind of butt up to the uh, amphitheater Oh, so yeah. are you familiar with what they do down there? Um, not completely. I've been there. I, I was at a business meeting that was held within Reformation mm-hmm. before, and then I went and I, and I visited with uh, my buddy John Clunan is, participates in that Thrive co-working. Oh, so, yeah. so I've been out there. Yeah. Well, you know, it's you know, it Thrive's a big piece of this, and okay. there's multiple boutique shops. Mm-hmm. Uh, now we're, we're opening up uh, more restaurants, so currently there's uh, one, two, three, three in full operations hmm. and there's three more restaurant spots uh to be opened ah. community burger is one of them they have another one that's called blackbird tavern that's going to be opening uh but they've got some really cool restaurant concepts down there yeah and it's it's going to become a destination location for eating as opposed to just a, a, a walk by or drive by people will be coming to the mill to decide on where they're going to go and have dinner with their kids or if it's a date night and yeah. coming back to community burgers we really drove this towards the family baseline uh we wanted it to feel like an everyday 
eating facility, not special occasion. Uh, you know, I've, I've had those restaurants in my past and uh, I've enjoyed them, but I'd rather see that customer twice a week than once a quarter. So uh, that that's another one of our reasons for wanting to go on the more casual side for this concept. So let's talk about the past a little bit. Uh, I'd love to hear a little bit about the backstory, the path that led you here, because you've done quite a bit. This is not uh, your first rodeo. No, I, I've, uh, I've, I've been in the Atlanta market uh, since 97. Okay. Uh, prior to that, I, I traveled all over the country. I graduated from Johnson Wells University. Uh, I was a TA and a fellow, so I was teaching freshman and sophomore classes during that time frame. Um, as I left the university, I wound up going, um, you know, to – Places like Dallas, Texas, uh, out out west, Los Angeles, uh, East Vale. I was in New York for a while. Uh, you know, I've I've had great experiences throughout the country, and I was in Key West for about five years. I was at a, a Cafe Marquesa down there, and that was like mm. the the chef's dream job. It was dinner only, and it was seven nights a week, and you were in this, you know, uh, really cool destination that people came and, and wanted to just yeah. kind of let their hair down and have a great time. So uh, when I came back to Atlanta uh, in 97 to open my first restaurant, um, personal restaurant, uh, it was it was interesting because I opened up this cutting edge, you know, style restaurant in the Duluth Gwinnett County market. And mm-hmm. I was kind of a, a head of the, the curve, if you will. <laughs> so um, although a great learning uh you know, process for me. I had a friend of mine when I opened it, he goes, you know, Todd, it's going to take three failures before you make your, make your first success. I'm like, mm. is that a backhanded compliment on what I'm doing? <laughs> I mean, you know, it, it, but I'll be damned if he wasn't right. Sorry if I dropped the D word, <laughs> um, right. you know, and it did, it took three failures for me to start realizing what it was with each failure. And I'll say this, um, they weren't necessarily failures in the big picture uh, because I took care of team members and they had a lifestyle and they had a way of, of earning a living. But from a business sustainability uh, perspective, I had a lot to learn. I was young. Um, and John Maxwell, who is a, an author and he wrote, yeah, some, yeah. wrote some great books, uh, he was one of my regulars at uh, Wildberries of Bistro was the name of my restaurant back in those days. And he gave me this book called Failing Forward. Mm-hmm. And he gave me a series of books, but that particular book, after I read it, I was like, this makes complete sense. So you learn by your mistakes, just don't make the mistake a second time. And you just continue to grow down that path. And, you know, now we're fast forward to where we are. Uh, I had a restaurant in Roswell that we opened up in what year is that? 2009, I think was when it was. And market crashed the week we opened Ouch. and I'm sitting there I'm thinking, okay, now what? Because I put all my eggs in the basket. So we white knuckled it through this whole process and I wound up losing the restaurant to a fire. And Ugh. I'm like, okay. So we made it through all the ups and downs. Then we had a fire. So now we had to reset. So in late 2012, I took all the, the rest of my eggs I had in the basket and I put it all into Branch Water, which is located in uh, Cumming. It's in the Forsyth County mm-hmm. market. It's in Vickery Village. And I put this restaurant up there and I basically was like, it's all or nothing, you know, and uh, it's 10 years old this month. Oh, congratulations, so, um, man. I'm very, uh, I'm proud of that restaurant. I'm proud of the team members that were, that have been a part of my life from the, the day we started to date now. Mm-hmm. And as we grew, um, you know, 
we've we've come across a lot of challenges. Then the pandemic hit. I'm like, okay, now the pandemic hits. And because the universe just wanted to make sure you really want to do this, right? Right. I mean, and and I'm looking at this going, okay. I had Branch Water at the time. I have Branch and Barrel that's at Avalon. It's one of our our mm. uh, restaurants. And at the time, we had a restaurant in Crabapple called Dukes that was kind of the runt of the group. And when pandemic hit, we had to make some some tough decisions. Mm-hmm. And I woke up one uh, early morning and I thought, I'm not going to curl up in a ball and I'm not going to suck my thumb. I'm going to get back on my feet and we're going to keep swinging this bat. So we opened up our second Branchwater location during the middle of the pandemic. Wow. And we opened that up in the historic district of downtown Canton. And um, I guess that was, that was 2020. So here we are in 2022. Uh, it's doing awesome. I love it, and mm. it's it really has to do with the relationships you create, you know. Um, Isn't it? It's 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 remarkable to me. I come from the training and consulting world. Uh, the client side of the work we do here is so relationship oriented, but it, it 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 continues to amaze me, and I don't know why it surprises me at all. But so many businesses, I don't care what they, it really does come down to relationships. One hundred percent. You know, during you know the pandemic, and we were making these decisions. Um, we had to shift gears quickly, like fast on your feet. And, yeah. you know, restaurant tours, uh, you know, countrywide were having to reinvent themselves. And that meant, were you a grocery store? Were you a delivery service? Were you a, you know, Branchwater, for example, we converted to a family meal style restaurant. We were steak and seafood. Now all of a sudden we're doing meatloaf, mashed potatoes and green beans for four and delivering it to your door. So we had to get real creative real fast. Um, but that all being said, the customer, the regular, the friend that we developed over the years, they are why we succeeded and made it through that nightmare. Um, and all I can do is say it's because of my team how they built the relationships. Um, that is not about me. Um, you know, I may have created the the concept and written the recipes and done the development, but when you really boil it down, it's about the folks you hire and become part of your family. Um, and shortly thereafter, we did this Atlanta eat segment and, um, you know, the hosts, uh, asked me, he goes, well, why did you get in the business? And, uh, without even pausing, I said, I got in the business to take care of my family. That mm. was, yeah. Hands down the whole reason. I didn't realize that my family was going to grow to a hundred people <laughs> because that's what it came down to. It wasn't just about me and my four kids and my, and my wife. It was about the, the folks that were involved in my restaurant day to day because I see them more than I see my own blood family. Yeah, right. So okay. they, they are a part of my family. They are, sure. they are why I continue to, to reach out, to do more to do better to be a better company to work for um and that's what it comes down to and then so then we had the 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 new branch water that opened and then again it came circle back around with uh with my best friend on on this community burger project and we thought what are we going to do to create something that is a legacy-based creation all right now that's a big statement to make Mm -hmm. um but it's made and it's felt. And uh, he and I wanted to create something that wasn't just a one-off. We wanted to create something that would be multiple locations. Um, and in each community we built one, it made an impact at that level, not just we say we're, you know, we have philanthropies. We wanted to have philanthropies that were specific to the locations. So uh, because you survive because of the community that you're, that you're within, 
Yeah. Um, so we wanted to, and it's secular. So community supports us. We want to support the community. And that's, that's the whole plan. I mean, uh, it, it sounds simple. Um, and it, it's nice to make it sound like it's simple, but it, it is a little bit more detailed than that. I mean, we want to, mm-hmm. we really want to make an impact. Um, and there's, there's restaurants out there that currently do that. We wanted to do it better. And that's a big statement to say that we want to do it better than, let's say, Chick-fil-A, for example. Sure. Chick-fil-A is, is an amazing company. Aren't they? Yeah. And they, what, they have, what they have developed and what they have become, I mean, um, you know, that's, it's, uh, it's humbling to have met, you know, Truett Cathy back in the day. I worked for Chick-fil-A a gazillion years ago. And now I'm looking at what we're doing, and I'm like, I want to make an impact like that. And we're going to do absolutely everything in our power to do that. What a noble pursuit. And, and I know it must be incredibly fulfilling just beginning to lay out the plans for that. Um, if you have any of this organized, talk to us a little bit about what that looks like on the ground, like so, how that might manifest. All right. So the way the philanthropy program is designed is uh, initially a partner and I were choosing the three philanthropies. We're going to do three mm-hmm. philanthropies per quarter. Okay. Now, as a customer... Um, they would come in and there was going to be a QR code that they can click on and then they can make their suggestion for upcoming philanthropies. Nice. And as we get these philanthropies in our, in our database, we're going to do a lottery pull every quarter, pick three new philanthropies and we'll make that announcement, which philanthropy they are, who made the suggestion and how to support them. And inside the restaurant, we're going to have something called a giving wall. Um, so it's kind of interactive. Um, you remember that game, uh, Pachinko or Plinko you've seen on game shows where you drop a coin and it in bounces, and bounces all, all over the place. Yes. So we're having this designed and when you come in and dine, you'll get a, a token and then you'll take your token and go to the giving wall and make your choice, which philanthropy you put it in. So whether your child puts it in there or you put it in there, you watch it and then it drops into the, your chosen, mm-hmm. uh, philanthropy. And then every quarter we will pull all the votes and distribute the donation pro rata based on the votes given by the customers. Oh, fun. So it, it is, you know, everybody has an opportunity to have a voice and that's what also makes it that much more unique. I love it. Yeah. This is so cool. Yeah. And you know, I'm a, I'm a foodie, I'm a chef. Mm -hmm. So when we were designing this, um, I wanted to not lose that, that edge. I wanted to make sure that, when you came into Community Burger, you were getting a burger experience that was wildly different than all the others that are out there. Uh, I've had the the pleasure of working with several of the burger concepts and consulting with some of them and getting a bird's eye view. And I decided to raise the bar on it. And the the menu is we're actually live. Our web our website's live. It's called yourcommunityburger.com. Yourcommunityburger.com. So okay. you can check it out. And uh, we've already done all of our food photography. So if you see it, that's what it's going to look like when it hits your table. Um, and, and we do everything uh, that we possibly can from scratch. For example, mm-hmm. we're making our own handmade tater tots, hand-cut French fries. And there's a lot of restaurants that do hand-cut French fries. There's a difference in doing it great and doing it. And we're going to do it great. <laughs> All right. You heard it here. <laughs> um, you know, it's got to do with how you blanch them and how you manage the potatoes and how what the age of the potato is. I mean, all these things. There's a lot more to it. There's, a, there's a little bit more to it than just cutting a French fry and frying it. Because uh, 
I, I love French fries. I mean, as, <laughs> so as, do as I. you can tell, I have to go to the gym <laughs> every day just so I can eat what I like. Um, but, uh, you know, I like them crispy and I like them to be, you know, a wow factor. So whenever you leave Community Burger, the whole idea is that when you get home, you're thinking about the next time you're coming because it was that good. Oh, I'm so excited for this. So how are you finding the, what's the right word, the business community, the business climate in the Cherokee County and, and specifically the Canton area? Is it an, an embracing community that yes, wants to uh, support and help? Well, you know, out there in Canton, they're in a uh, what I would consider a growth spurt. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been out in the Canton area for 17 years now, and I've wanted to put a restaurant in downtown Canton for 17 years now, <laughs> but we you've been, waited. You've been living out there. Yeah, we live out there. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, so my wife and I and our, our children, we've all, we've, oh, we've watched Canton as it's been developing. Yeah. And my wife has held me back several times about, cause I wanted to put a restaurant out mm. and she's like, it's not ready yet. It's not ready yet. And why we thought during the middle of a pandemic was perfect timing i have no idea but uh, no that's your style man that's your that's your signature you, yeah you, so we, we we dove in uh you know hip deep and um it 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 worked you know and uh but canton as a whole cherokee county as a whole is very much in a development stage and they're going in great mm. great gangbusters and um that mill project is a prime example of taking an old property repurposing it yeah and it gives that you're stepping back in time kind of feel you know and that's very unique and so exciting to be a part of that project oh bet uh so you touched on it briefly but uh you know it's my show so let's talk about some of my favorite things let's talk about the cocktail on tap thing a, a little bit more oh, cocktails more. all right yeah. so um our initial start with the cocktails on tap is we're going to have some old favorites like a paloma um or a mint julep but we're also going to have mm-hmm. some unique things we have a uh a smoked apple whiskey sour that's going to be on oh, there baby. and you know and then we're going to work with some local breweries oh that's um, a great idea and i'm actually the brewery that i chose is uh green line brewery and yeah. they're right in downtown Canton. they're right there in fact my buddy cody bolden's on one oh, of the yeah. cans yeah well you know we did the launch for that for the allenbrook and he came and oh, did okay he came and did the the music at the restaurants Sweet. and the three brothers that own green line are like just amazing they're just very down to earth they grew up in roswell Mm -hmm. um you know they're committed to the community and i felt like that was a great way to to show the partnership and friendship that we've developed over the years because branchwater is green line's neighbor um and so we're going to have their allenbrook on tap we're going to have a new one that's called shirtless that's going to be on tap Mm. uh and then we got a, a a community light if you will that's uh that we're working on with another brewery that's going to be a, a light beer profile and then mm-hmm. we're going to do a rotating tap that could be anything from uh reformation to you know what's that red hair and you know, yeah. monday night brewery we're going to right, rotate right. it through all the local brewers so that way it's not just one brewery we'll have some other uh, presence on the tap system as well so we have quite a few, some are aspiring entrepreneurs, but we have uh, quite a few practicing entrepreneurs, I sure. guess is a, is a way to characterize it. Um, and and I, they like to tap into to the show. So any counsel that you might offer with regard to recruiting, selecting, developing, inspiring, cultivating the right culture, because that's going to be so important. It's got to be. Oh, my. Culture is everything. Yeah. Uh, because if, if you don't have a true identity in your culture, um, 
you don't know what you get. All of a sudden now it's a box of Cracker Jacks. You don't know what your prize is. So, <laughs> right. you know, when we're, when we're talking about our culture and we're hiring our team members, we're very upfront about we, you know, we want to be the biggest little company that can possibly be. We don't want to lose the intimacy of the ownership being directly in touch. Mm-hmm. Um, I do something that's called a checkup from the neck up in my restaurants. And I go to uh, the restaurants almost every day. I'm at every restaurant. There, mm. there's sometimes it doesn't always happen, but generally speaking, I get in the restaurants every day and I just monitor, you know, uh, what's the feel in the building, yeah. you know? Um, and if I see servers with smiles and happy and I know things are good, but if I see somebody that's down, I take that as an opportunity to do as a, I call it a one-on-one. And I know a lot of businesses do that, but I take the time just to, you know, tap in, how are you doing? What can I do to make your day better? And if you, if you really practice that and not just preach it, but practice it, the impact that you make at that level, there's no no amount of money you can put on that because what you're doing is you're making an impact on that individual's life at that very moment. And for it may, it may not be a situation that you can fix at that very moment, but the mm-hmm. fact that you took the time to listen and let, lot, and let somebody it? know that you actually care. Well, that's a game changer a hundred percent. And that's part of our culture. It's like, um, you know, and sometimes there's things that you can fix and sometimes there's things that you just can't fix. And, um, it's just so you have to be there, you have to be available, you know. I would think that candidates for this upcoming uh, concept would be so attracted to what you've been describing here with the, the, the pursuit to support different philanthropies, the kind of culture that you're trying to build. I, um, I, I got to believe that gives you to some degree a bit of a competitive advantage in this market where, you know, getting talent is challenging. It's very challenging. And I better knock on wood or something here. Um, I have, I have a proven track record with my management team. Um, Mm. I don't, I have very little turnover. Um, You know, typically the turnover comes every four years with servers because we get them when they're a freshman in college. Mm. And then when, by the time they graduate, uh, if they've decided to go down a different career path, that's where the transition happens. Now I will say I've been very lucky to, uh, you know, maintain even some that after they graduate, they decide they want to get in the hospitality industry. And I believe it's because of the impact we made at that level. Um, you know, we, we take it very seriously, you know, uh, in terms of people. Uh, and when I say family, that's very important to me because if you're not happy at home, you're not going to be happy at work and I don't care what business you're in. You know, so there is a very, there's a balance to the expectations uh, for management in general. Uh, If you're one of those companies that's the old school, you know, drive it, drive it, drive it, drive it, and not listen to your team member, well, you're looking to have some some challenges in the future. You'll be doing plenty of training because you'll be (laughs) be be constantly in a training mode, exactly. (laughs) So uh, is it early yet, or uh, like are you in the process of bringing on uh, team members at this point as we we speak today? We're fully staffed. We uh, we actually started training today. I got one of my training classes started that's starting right now. Okay. Um, And we have set up, it's a little most a two-week training process it goes through class time orientation understanding the culture understanding where the what restaurants we currently have um and 
and introducing what community burger is to us. And then we're going through menu tastings and menu tests. And because yeah. it's important that, that the team members know, like, for example, if you come in and you say I'm allergic to garlic, they know exactly how to how to, you know, drive you to which items you should right, have right. and which ones you shouldn't have. Um, if you have dietary needs and we have any way possible to to work around it, we absolutely will. Um, so those are the things that, that are important during the training is that we we know yeah. how to take care of the customer when they come in. So another pro tip, get, get, get your ducks in a row early if you're going to open up oh, <laughs> any kind of operation. No doubt. Don't, don't no doubt. wait till two weeks out. Yeah, and it's, it's been challenging with not knowing when the actual CO will hit because we're, mm-hmm. we're about a week early for training. But, mm-hmm. but given that we're 30 days behind in construction, you know, right. it's, it's a balancing act. And, you know, we made the conscientious decision just to, to extend the training, commit the time, commit the financial commitment, mm-hmm. you know, to that training. Uh, I think the end result is going to be a win-win. Everybody's going to come out of that training program uh, 100% knowledgeable and ready and fired up to take care of customers. So related topic, and I'm sure the answer is yes and yes, but maybe a little more depth on the, on, on this particular subject, uh, mentors, uh, surely you've had some people you would categorize, characterize oh. as, as mentors coming up. And it sounds like, um, you really do try to take every opportunity to mentor, others but again largely for the benefit of our uh, entrepreneurial listeners could mm-hmm. you anything you could share on that front i know we'd all appreciate it so yes when i when i first got into the industry um and you know i, I was working through you know the the chick-fil-a process and the model and then i got into this restaurant uh with my best friend it was actually my best friend's family restaurant mm-hmm. and the chef that was there was his name was richard ford and um you know i he was very passionate about food and uh, I found that to be intriguing, and I was watching him. And I wound up going to Johnson Wales University in Charleston, South Carolina. And uh, you know, I found I found some chefs that were there that were, you know, very in touch with the the young student who was eager, wanting to learn more than just what was on paper. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I just dove in, and uh, I've, I've got two uh, chefs in my my history that are very near and dear to me and that gave me more than just education. They gave me part of their, their heart and drive. And one is Kurt Isley. Uh, and ironically, he's, he's still in the business and has a restaurant over in Gwinnett County called Kurt's. And, mm. you know, he was, uh, he's an old school, uh, uh, chef from Stuttgart, Germany. And, uh, the other, uh, chef was, uh, Carl Guggenmoss and he was a master uh, German chef out of Augsburg, Germany. And I just spent a lot of time with these guys, you know, and, and they gave me, they gave me their heart and soul in the food and, in, you know, industry and that what it took commitment wise, uh, to get to that next level. Yeah. So you obviously, I, I know people can hear it on the airways. I, I can see it and feel it uh, here in the room. Your, 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 your passion, your, your drive, your commitment, to this work and to this particular concept in this phase of your life and you're human (laughs) surely you your batteries run a little bit low from time to time where do you go and i don't necessarily mean a physical place but where do you go to to recharge to get inspired to kind of you know get it all back together again and get out there and fight the good fight so i have uh, i'm very system-based uh meaning i even personally i have these routines and i do them like religion. Mm. Uh, I, I go to the gym 
five, six days a week. That's my mental checkout. I try to stay as fit as possible. Uh, considering I, the fries. <laughs> considering the fries. As fit as you can be yeah, considering the fries. Fries and milkshakes. You got to you gotta do something to burn those calories. And I commit my, you know, I, I, I go to church every week. I, 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 I commit myself to my family. And I'll tell you what, what my drive is, is when I see my kids. Um, mm. You know, I, 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 I was fortunate enough to meet um, – Someone from the Gerber family, Dan Gerber, uh, his father was Gerber, Gerber baby food. He's who uh-huh. created it. Mm. And he told me the story about his father was on, um, basically on his deathbed and he was there with him. And he says, uh, he says, his dad looks at him and says, you know, I never meant to do that. And Dan said, and this is Dan sharing the story with me. He goes, what do you mean, dad? He goes, I never meant to be, you know, this big company i only wanted to cook for my kids and that stuck to Mm. me i was like that's pretty inspiring so when i look at my kids and i cook for my kids and i cook for my family i think about you know what would they like you know and and how do they love it and Mm. how does that translate and um it does it it completely translates so that's my recharge you know family commitment to to being better for other people and that's that's what it comes down to all right, before we wrap, let's make sure that we leave our listeners with, uh, let's remind them of the location, of mm-hmm. course. Uh, let, let's leave them with a way to kind of tap into what you're doing now as sure. far as website and that kind of thing. Maybe someone's interested in um, employment because you know, may, they may have an opportunity down the road. Maybe sure. someone would like to have a, uh, a conversation with you about uh, teaming up to help you with some of these philanthropies. Uh, whatever you feel like is appropriate, whether it's LinkedIn website, uh, sure. le- but let's leave them with, with a, with a way to continue that relationship. Which, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I am on LinkedIn, uh, Todd Hogan, you know, chef Todd Hogan. Uh, we have our website, your Um, we are opening our first location in downtown, uh, Canton and it's in the Etowah mill project. Our second location is underway. It's in the Crabapple Man, Market Man, no district. grass is growing under your feet. No, you're, we, you're like, you're getting ready to go. We have a plan, and we, we're currently Sweet. looking at uh, locations three and four. It's just a matter of timing. Oh um, I mean, I'm myself and my partner are very committed to the growth of this company yeah. and the impact we make at the community level. All right. Well, be sure to build in like a, a business radio X studio spot there. And so oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll do that as a test kitchen and a studio there all at the same go. time. No, it could be fun sometime though, to do like an on-site, you know, yeah. like some sort of business. I don't know. It could be fun. We'd, We'd love to do that. And, <laughs> and if any of your check. listeners have any questions or have uh, ties with philanthropies, please reach out to me. Um, I'm really easy to find. It's whether you go on our Facebook page yeah. with community burger or Facebook page at branch and barrel or branch water. Um, my my teams will let me know whenever someone's reaching out to me directly and i'll get right back to you well man the work you're doing and the way you're doing it is is so important keep up the good work and uh man we sure appreciate well, you. well thank you for having me this morning i greatly appreciate that it's been an absolute delight and uh don't be a stranger maybe we'll have you come in periodically or like i said maybe i'll take a suitcase with a remote kit out there and we'll and we'll visit sometime but that's uh This is fantastic for our community here in Cherokee, man. Well, I appreciate you having me. All right. This is Stone Payton for our guest today, Chef Todd Hogan with Community Burger and everyone here at the Business Radio X family saying we'll see you next time on Cherokee Business Radio. (laughs) 